0: Welcome to today's edition of CS Computing News, in which we give you a brief but focused look at several of the biggest and most interesting technology-related stories. Our first story is, Linux bug represents major internet threat. Most Linux releases contain a major flaw that would let hackers execute malicious code on the type of servers currently used for important applications, such as email and web page hosting, according to security vendor Qualys. Security experts say the so-called Ghost vulnerability in the GNU C library, Linux's most common code library, is a critical internet threat along the lines of the Heartbleed and Shellshock bugs that received so much attention last year. The GNU C library contains functions that C and C++ programs use to carry out common tasks. Ghost also affects Linux programs written in Python, Ruby and most other languages that use the GNU C library. Thus, security experts say organizations should assume most of their Linux systems are vulnerable unless they either don't run the GNU C library or they use a GNU C library version that contains a patch that the GNU project issued in May 2013. Most users of Linux-based production systems haven't downloaded the fix in part because when such systems are patched, they must be taken offline for partial or total rebooting. Ghost also affects most Linux-based software that performs domain name resolutions and thus could also be used to exploit client applications. Security experts say there could be major problems if anyone ever posts ghost-related exploit code on the Internet. Qualys researchers say they've already written proof-of-concept exploit code that implemented a remote code execution attack on a fully protected XM mail server and plan to publish it via Metasploit. Hackers who exploit Ghost could cause buffer overflows and subsequently execute arbitrary code on target machines. Numerous Linux vendors say they're already aware of the bug and have been working on fixes which reportedly are already available for Red Hat and Ubuntu distributions. Our next story is, US requires faster speeds for broadband over ISP's objections. Many people have just lost their broadband internet access without making a single change to their service. That's because a divided US Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, has raised the minimum speed that ISPs must offer for their services to be considered broadband. The Commissioners voted 3 to 2 to raise the minimum broadband speeds from 4 to 25 megabits per second for downloads and from 1 to 3 megabits per second for uploads. Supporters, including consumer groups and the three FCC members who support the Democratic Party, that this is important because broadband should be significantly faster than other types of service, which is not the case now. They also contend a new ruling will encourage the speedier Internet access the U.S. needs to be competitive. Opponents, including large ISPs and the two Republican commissioners, say the FCC majority is making a power grab and selected arbitrary standards without considering the Internet access speeds that consumers actually need. They say that most U.S. customers who have the option to buy 25 megabit per second internet service don't do so. Because of the FCC's actions, the service provided to millions of customers in the U.S., where the average internet's access speed is just 10 megabits per second, will no longer be considered broadband. In a report, the Commission said that 55 million people in the U.S., which represents 17% of the population don't have internet service with at least 25 megabit per second download rates. Most of them are in rural areas where 50 per, 53% of residents don't have access to such speeds compared to 8% in urban areas. In fact, 20% of rural residents don't have service of even 4 megabits per second. Our final story is big tech firms settle suit over accusations that they limited workers' wages. Adobe Systems, Apple, Google, and Intel have agreed to a $415 million settlement in a suit filed by 64,000 current and former employees who claim the companies conspired to not actively recruit one another's workers, reducing competition for their services, and thereby holding down their wages. The four defendant firms were accused of conducting these practices from 2005 through 2009. Plaintiffs were employees who worked in the company's technical, creative, and R&D units. In 2010, the U.S. Justice Department accused Adobe, Apple, Google, Intel, Intuit, and Pixar of anti-competitive hiring-related policies. The companies, which said they were just trying to be fair to and work well with one another, subsequently agreed to stop such activity, but were not penalized financially claiming $3 billion in lost wages, the affected employees then joined forces to file a class-action lawsuit against the six companies as well as Lucasfilm. Into it, Lucasfilm, and Pixar settled for $20 million early in the process. Last April, the lawyers for the plaintiffs and defendants agreed to a $324.5 million settlement. However, at least one plaintiff complained about the settlement. Freelance programmer Michael Devine is on record as having written to presiding U.S. District Court Judge Lucy Coe that the settlement, quote, is grossly inadequate and fails to achieve justice, unquote. Coe agreed and rejected the settlement offer. The new settlement of $415 million, reached after ongoing bargaining, will net each plaintiff only about $6,500, much less than they originally sought. The agreement also stipulates that, in addition to these payments, the defendants will pay the plaintiff's legal fees up to $81,125,000. Devine's lawyers say they will still try to negotiate further. Thank you for listening, and check back for another edition of CS Computing News.